Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to their episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in macaroni. Because <laughs> it's the holidays. Right. And we are all eating macaroni? And cheese, maybe. Are we? I think that's a, macaroni and cheese is a common holiday food. Like the homemade stuff with the like oh, breadcrumbs yeah, yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Not like yeah. the craft stuff. And interestingly enough, most of these holiday foods have a he, but not a she or a her. That's we true. have turkey. We have cranberry gr- green, green bean casserole. <laughs> bean. <laughs> green bean. <laughs> a lot of he's in that one. Casserole. Oh. I, I missed it. Saved that. That's why we're a team. <laughs> it takes two to yeah. do this. I don't know if you guys. I'm suddenly (laughs) overcome with a little bit of embarrassment. Shame. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, um, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Have I told you about uh, Candy's macaroni, though? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, do I have to tell you? I don't. She has an excellent recipe. Oh man. Well, this one time, so she made it for some church function. Yeah. At some point last year. And I could have cried. It was just the best thing. It really is that good. I've ever eaten. Like I could have, I could have eaten so much of it before the pain kicked in. Like it was. Well, so, if you go fast, it was so good. You can get a lot. You could just keep going. Yeah. I mean, it was just anyway. Now you know how our family feels in the holidays. Oh my goodness! So I asked her for the recipe, and. Uh, so she gave me the re- her recipe, which, of course, since she's a brilliant cook and she's from the South, it was mm-hmm. like, and then I did some of this and I did some of that. Right. You know, and I was like, oh, great. I Measure got- with your heart, that kind of thing. Yeah. All I have to say, then, so I did all the prep to make this because I knew that I had macaroni noodles in my pantry. Mm-hmm. So I, I got the cheeses and I got the right amount of milk and the right butter and all the stuff that she said to get. And I walk into my pantry and something horrible happened, which was that the only box of macaroni noodles I had, I had accidentally purchased the gluten-free ones, which I was just like, man, I don't, I don't know how good these gluten-free noodles are because they're gluten-free, but, but I kept my game face on because at this point, what can you do? Listen, when it's time to play a game of chicken, my face is on. All right. And I... My family knew. Were you playing chicken or were you making just macaroni like, and cheese? It, was, it feel, felt like the same. Okay. It felt like okay. the same thing. It was a dare. The whole thing was a dare. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm not saying a word. And I'm immediately, I, I'm not even, I didn't take the box out of the pantry. I boiled the water and then I. Very covert. Sneaky snucky that mm-hmm. box into the kitchen and opened it and dumped it and immediately threw it away. And hit right. it so that no one would know. Shredded it, incinerated. Just gone. <laughs> Mom, why are you starting a fire in the backyard? <laughs> Don't ask Nothing. questions. Don't, Don't mind, mind your business. It's part of making mac and cheese. 
This is a part, part of making of candies, candies macaroni recipe. and cheese recipe. Start a fire, fire in the backyard. First. So <laughs> I dump the box, I hide the remains, and I make the mac and cheese. And I say nothing mm-hmm. because everyone was excited for this mac and cheese. Nobody right. more so than me, honestly. Right. And I served it to my entire family, including my very picky father. And they never knew? And Until right now? And everyone loved it. They're not, they don't, I don't know if I ever told them. I don't remember. Well, but because, but everyone was like, man, this is so good. This is really good. And I'm sure it was, it was it candies? Did it taste like candies? No. But it was good. It was so good that I was able to use gluten-free noodles. <laughs> and no one knew. And... Yeah, you you couldn't mess it up with gluten free noodles, which a lot of them nowadays are pretty good. Yeah, I think I feel like it was. I think there one was a those. time when it wasn't one of those. They get a little. Uh, it had been in the pantry. They for a get while. a little like gluey, kind of like a uh, clumpy. No, it was just like one of those. It, it must have been just in the same. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point of the story is the cheese sauce was everything. <sighs> Candy is brilliant, and even though it was gluten free, it was still delicious. That's how good it was. So, macaroni. which now everyone's going to want the recipe. Yeah, and I'm I will absolutely. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is get some kindling, <laughs> some fire. I get will a fire going. I will 100% scroll for 10 minutes back through my messages with Candy to find that. <laughs> which is what it would take because it was so long ago. But can you search for it? Did she type it out? You know, I don't know. I should have saved it. If I was smart, I would have saved it. But the moral of the story is, if you have a Southern friend, <laughs> get their macaroni recipe because agreed, it's just better. It's just better. I know. I know we weren't going to do this this way. <laughs> Did you just remember? But I just talked about making a fire. And so I feel like now is a good time. Great time. A perfect time. One might say an opportune time. <laughs> to talk about um you've heard me talk about it before here we are talking about it again more time has passed very quickly um and how is it december i don't right okay so with that comes a new semester yes at kepler education which i should have pulled up before we started recording this but also we had different plans for how i was going to talk about this so don't be too mad at me um, my, so my husband just finished off his forging 101 course, uh, which yep. went very well. Um, he recently posted that video of all his students that learned a hundred plants. Um, very cool, very exciting. Um, and totally right up my husband's alley. If you have a child that likes, um, scientific <laughs> names, <laughs> Um, Forging 101 will not be starting again, I don't think, until next, like, it's like a summer, spring, summer semester. But um, coming up in January, uh, he is going to be teaching his survival class again. I'm looking for his um, profile here. Okay, so then I can pull up the details of his course and... They're not on there. This is just his course. This is just his, his, oh, wait, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. 
I want to make sure I get the right class to Please 2021 <laughs> to 20. This starts. Okay. Fundamentals of wilderness survival. Fundamentals. Matthew's going to put the fun in the in fundamentals. fundamentals or the mental in the fundamentals. <laughs> Depending on who you are. Maybe it's one or the other. Maybe it's, or maybe it's both. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's their spring semester. It starts January 17th of the new year. Um, and it is a science credit. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, he had last year was his first class at all. And he taught uh, fundamentals of wilderness survival. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a little bit of a smaller class. Forging 101 blew up and... I, well, I think in general, I think most teachers prefer a little bit of a larger class. Kepler's nice because it does have a cap on class sizes. So it's right. sort of, it's not like huge classes to where you're not getting any individualized attention. Right. But, um, you know, it helps to have interjection and, right. you know, class participation and all that stuff. So Fundamentals of Wilderness Survival, uh, I live and breathe this class i know you do <laughs> um and i have I learned know you do. i have learned many many things myself um can i <laughs> interject the sure. story of oh, yeah. last friday when oh gosh what did i do <laughs> we're getting we parked in front of my house and we were talking about something completely oh. <laughs> different and we're walking into my house and you were like <gasps> that's a bird of prey <laughs> and you pointed to the street light Nearby, which did indeed have a giant, I mean, huge yeah. bird mm-hmm. sitting. I mean, what was that? I don't know. It was a hawk of some kind. It was but... a large hawk. And then it. what was so disturbing, actually, so that was funny. But then what was disturbing <laughs> was that I, you pointed out there was a guy walking down the road and he's just like walking completely oblivious that there's a giant hawk watching Mm -hmm. him and then i thought man that's creepy how many times has a hawk watched you edgar Allan Poe was right about the birds Mm -hmm. he was right about there are honestly hawks uh, if you live in mesa there's probably a hawk nearby you right now i don't trust them okay (laughs) well lots of ravens too um i mean obviously it's a beautiful time of year so i'm upset with the birds birds flock i don't trust them okay oh i love birds um anyway not a ton of bird bird knowledge to be found in (laughs) fundamentals of wilderness survival um but if you have a kid that is um ninth to twelfth grade uh i would absolutely recommend fundamentals of wilderness survival it is there is lots of practical information and let's just face it for those of you that want to know something about my husband what he really loves is like survival principles which means yes, he, he loves does. like yep. physiology it, so it really it's a science course uh it's a science credit and it's definitely very sciencey um definitely recommend for uh grades nine nine through twelve um if dads want to take the course as well with kids that's also great and encouraged um, and then, you know, just in general, my husband never asked me to talk about Kepler just in general. And obviously Kepler hasn't reached out to us, but, um, but we love, I, them. yeah, I think, and I think our demographic, uh, should just know 
about, about Kepler. Kepler. You should. Uh, Kepler.education. Um, they're awesome. And they're continuing to just grow and grow all the time. Uh, so go check them out. And specifically, check out my husband's Fundamentals of Wilderness Survival course. Okay. Anyway. You can now leave that we've a talked about starting a fire. Okay. <laughs> and macaroni. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail with your favorite ways to make macaroni and cheese. With your favorite bird. <laughs> no. Prey. Don't call me and tell me about birds. <laughs> Please don't tell me about birds. 470-465-0475. Um, I would love to hear, like, what are your guys' must-have Christmas dinner foods? Uh, that would be fun for me to know as yes. I think about what my menu is. Well, and I do think more and more people are kind of departing from your classic holiday foods, mm-hmm. especially because I really think some people don't like Thanksgiving food mm-hmm. that much. Mm-hmm. And then to just do a repeat of it yeah, kind of seems... Overkill. Right. So I know a lot of people do just like super rich delicious lasagna some people do mexican food yep we're interested i'm curious especially if you are not on this continent because i know the foods are so different and i'm ready to branch out like i don't think we're doing a turkey this year which is not normal and last year eric did eric made a prime rib that honest to goodness i remember he didn't do this on purpose, so the pressure must be intense. But he made a prime rib last year that every single person at our table and every seat was filled. And, you know, I have a large table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every seat was filled. And every person was like, this is some of the best beef it'll be, I've ever had in my life. It'll be your one-year table anniversary. It will be our one-year table anniversary. I'm excited. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like I do roast. I like beef for Christmas. It makes sense. It really does. But someone tell us why. Yeah, so just tell us. I don't know why. I feel so bad for my husband, though, because I mean, like, I mean, he obviously knows what he's doing. (laughs) He does. You know, he really, he really knows what he's doing when he's, yeah. But it was just, it was that good that I just, I'm scared. Because that's going to be a lot of pressure. Like, I'm feeling the pressure. Eric, we don't know if you can do it again. Are you okay? Can you do it again? I believe in you. I really feel like you can do it again. I know he can. If it was that effortless the first time around. But it was an accident. (laughs) He told me later, he was like, I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) So. Well, I guess we'll try that again this year. We'll see what happens. Just sort of like throw things I think I'm going to try to make different punches this year. Oh. Or like beverages. Because okay. I just feel like that makes you feel fancy. Yeah. And it's like a fun way to get the ki- like the kids to have a fun drink. We mm-hmm. are we drink water. Right. That's, That's what, what we yeah. drink. In our house, we drink. It's water. Maybe every once in a while, we have milk or something. Occasionally. Ooh, did I buy some apple juice? Right. Twice a year. Well, this is, this is everyone's favorite time. Because I make all the, I make fun drinks too. And we did. I never have. I did a like a fall sangria, which means we had apple good. juice, we had cherry juice, right? You know, I Georgia was having. She a was grand having time. a blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Um, yeah. Did I tell you all the things? You guys get your get order your stuff now from Shop Sheologians, because uh, you know the mail is a mess this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> just a mess. 
Um, yeah, definitely uh, at this point. I don't know that we can guarantee that it will be to you, but it's so interesting because sometimes... Sometimes it's so quick and yeah. then sometimes it's not and then all the boats and, you know, the, you know the boats. All you, the you boats. You guys know what's going on with the boats. Anyway, um, <laughs> we have all of our holiday stuff up. We have fun book club stuff up. I think we have tumblers. Maybe. Maybe we yes, have tumblers. we do which have tumblers. Which is our gift to you because you guys have been asking for and them. And I don't know why we wouldn't have... Why did we not have them sooner? I don't think we knew. We didn't know. We didn't Forgive know. Forgive us. I'm so sorry. But now we know. So here's your opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have... We, there are gift cards, right? There are gift so cards. So if you are someone that is concerned about not being able to actually give yes. a thing on the actual day... Gift cards. Uh, yes. Are an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Join us on patreon.com slash theologians. That's where we do book club. We're getting, we're gearing up for another round soon and we'll see you there. Oh yeah. We know our book. Do, Are we telling? Should we tell them? Well, let me make sure I get the title right. Okay. I think it's this, but I want to make sure before I get it wrong. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go pick up your book. We are going to do The Fruitful Life by Jerry Bridges. So excited. I mean, it's Jerry Bridges. You could yeah. only be blessed. Right. By this. Yes. There's only one way reading this book can go and it's blessing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't like blessing, you don't have to read it. <laughs> Is this how you sell things? JK, I don't know. But it's just going to be a fun time. We wanted to go through something um, just really encouraging to kick off the year. So we're going to be starting that in January. So... The Fruitful Life, Jerry Bridges. And now you can now you can wear your book club shirt or have your sticker or drink out of your book club tumbler or mug while you participate. Yes. In book club. And everybody at patreon.com slash theologians get gets a ten percent discount to the store. So we'll see you over there. All right. What is this episode? Yeah. I'll take it. You thank you. Um Okay. Oh, wait, can I tell you a funny story? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please do. So we were at the preserve the other day. Uh-huh. Because I couldn't be at the house. Which is so weird that you don't like birds because they're all over there. I mean. I don't love that part. Oh, okay. All right. Don't love it. You're sort of just blind to that. You're just enjoying Not the other it. stuff. Okay. There's turtles. I like the turtles. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. There's turtles in the water. Yeah. And I like them. Mm-hmm. Don't like the rest of them. Ducks, hate them. Interesting. Large birds don't trust them. I just don't. Small birds also don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust birds. Are you one of those? All the birds are fake. No, no. I did have to work through why I'd never seen a baby pigeon, but I worked through it just fine. And now we're fine. <laughs> the point is. <laughs> uh, so we're. At- I, I'm assuming there's probably quite a few birds you've never seen the baby version of. Most of them, yeah. In fact, but pigeons are pretty around yeah but you know what's a great way to uh uh control pigeon populations how hawks oh okay well so I'm think glad... a hawk <laughs> think the one that lives on that light <laughs> right, right yeah, he was right by your house what is he doing pigeon he, he's eating pigeons he is the sound that i hear at night anyway what <laughs> <laughs> um go ahead and send us a voicemail if you're curious about that <laughs> what she just said <laughs> I'll just send myself a voicemail. Okay. So the moral of the story is we were at the preserve. And you know how they have that like little 
recreation park yeah. ish mm-hmm. thing, whatever. So my kids were, they were like, can we go, you know, run around on things? And I was like, sure. And I'm just reminding them I was right there, but sometimes I go over just what are the stranger danger rules? And I was like, right. It's a okay, good reminder. If somebody tries to kidnap you, what do you do? <laughs> and Clementine goes, say no, thank you. <laughs> That is so Clementine. And I said to, I was with two other friends were with us. They went on this nature walk with us. And I said to them, I just, I don't know where she got that because I have never in my whole life told her (laughs) that if you are being kidnapped to say no, thank you. I don't know where she got that. And then five minutes later, um, Janie was doing something unwise. And I said, Janie, no, thank you. And they both were like. Hey, I think I know. I think I know where Clementine got it. I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Anyway. Interesting. If you're being kidnapped, you make a scene. Yeah. Yes. You can say no thank you. Just make sure it's in a rather screaming type way. Make sure you're saying it as you are sticking your thumbs inside their eyeballs. Right. Really loudly. Anyway. Okay. Agreed. Moving on. Okay. This episode... <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> macaroni and fires <laughs> well yeah it's interesting that we were talking about food because obviously we're talking it's about that time of year feasting it's the food time of year <laughs> and so i guess what i wanted to talk about um is what did we did we name this episode don't waste the feast um i sure hope that i did that <laughs> okay i could tell you if like, we didn't that was a secondary working. That was the working title, and it we found something better. If it's not, <laughs> yeah. Go anyway, with that. anyway. So um, I guess all that to say, uh, we uh, live in a time largely <clears throat> of abundance. Um, I mean, I think our abundance was different even just two years ago. <laughs> so. You know, we're aware. It's important to keep in mind. Uh, But I still think uh, uh, largely most people uh, have more than their basic necessities being met. Um, You know, we have phones, we have appliances, we have a car so we can drive to grocery stores and put any number of things in our grocery, in our cart. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially right now, Mm -hmm. we're specifically going and putting more things in our cart and we have this ability and this freedom to um celebrate in a way that's not always necessarily been common right um what i'm saying is i mean we don't live in a perfect time but we live in a very abundant feasting type of time overflowing yes um and uh that's just kind of the normative experience and not that everyone has everything, but um, we have more than most people have had historically and have and have currently. Yes. Um, And so that means that God has been good to us. Um, And I think that they, I just want to talk about sort of a temptation, which, uh, would be that we waste our feast Mm. if that's what we named the episode if we named it something different than something else (laughs) um but um 
yeah, so basically I think there is this temptation uh, to kind of soften mm. a little bit. Um, I mean, like mach- we have machines that do work, like our physical work for us. Yep. Um, we We have the... It's encouraged. Not only do we have the ability to, but it's totally normal for you to like cultivate a personal style in yeah. your home and how mm-hmm. you dress. Um, people, people like decorate their cars, which is something I don't totally understand. But whatever you like, great. I, <laughs> as we've got you and I have covered, I have planned a Christmas surprise for my. A baby tortoise so right we're living in a time right of abundance yes we have animals that are pets that are a part of the family that don't just live outside we feed them good food yeah take them to the doctor <laughs> like i mean yeah thank you if you don't like any of this you can just thank capitalism <laughs> anyway um but yeah so uh i guess this episode none of those things are bad um, in fact, I think a lot of them, I think that feasting in abundance is, is very good. If you live in a culture or um, a place or a a part of history or mm. I guess a period of time mm. where um, the toil of work mm-hmm. has become less, mm-hmm. I think that is a good sign. And usually what you see is um, you see those cultures built on the work of Christians mm-hmm. um, with a law and a standard um, for how things should run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what I mean by that is, yeah, you see le- like in times when you see less work being necessary, those are times when um, more, p- more people are being educated. There's more time to talk about Creativity philosophy, the- theology. Yeah. yeah. Create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. artistic things of uh, you know painting architecture mm-hmm. all that stuff and then you even just like we even have this thing where we just go look at that stuff yeah like for someone entertainment. someone else creates it and we have this abundance of just time and technology that allows us to just go see mm-hmm. go look at it mm-hmm. um and i think that uh I guess what I'm trying to say is, does that abundance mean there is no work, no work? Mm. And you know, the answer is duh, obviously not. <laughs> um, right. But I think, I think as we come towards the end of the year and moving into a new year, I think it's important to consider um, how are you working? Mm. Are you disciplined mm-hmm. in your abundance or mm. are you crippled Mm. by abundance um are you just constantly recreating and are you constantly recreating in the most um in the way that requires the least amount of energy and mental fortitude are you just like plopping yourself down on a couch and just like consuming and consuming i mean that's another part of it the fact that we for the most part people who are listening to this end each day by recreating yeah it's wonderful it's amazing (laughs) but we have to be um we have to be careful um that the the inheritance that we've received this inheritance Mm. of abundance and feasting doesn't produce 
a bunch of fat, lazy, right, um, undisciplined people who faint when someone gets their Starbucks order wrong. Right. Um, and so I think that what, what that means is that there is real legitimate work to be doing mm-hmm. in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that includes a lot of things. <laughs> That's There's a lot of things that fall under that. Um, and I think, um, especially during a time, I think this time of year, obviously it's not the case with everybody, but I do think it reveals how much we are capable of producing mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. And not to say that it's bad to put extra energy into a certain celebrations or whatever. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. But what I am saying is that we're all working our butts off to make Christmas a great time. Are we working hard mm-hmm. as hard the rest of the year? Mm. Are we celebrating a feast? Yeah the rest of the year by um, truly enjoying Mm -hmm. that lessened work toil. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's an interesting thought too, because uh, so in, in our history curriculum, we've been reading about the life of George Mueller, who did amazing things for the kingdom and his biography in his biography. He often annoys me. Um, because, you know, for instance, when he first got married, his, they lived in a very humble shack, but his wife had inherited some nice, like, plates and silver, which used to be something you just handed down. Right. You kept everything in your family forever. Yes. And so (laughs) she had this, when, when they got married, all of a sudden he had in his home this, like, nice plates and cups because... She had inherited them, whatever. And he wanted, he was mad about it and he wanted to get rid of it. And he believed that they shouldn't have anything like that if poor people existed around them. Right. And so I think there, there is a, and obviously I would just strongly disagree with that. I don't think there's anything sinful about something that's been passed down in generations in your family. And if you have nice things, but poor people exist in your vicinity, you are not, I think it's a misuse of that passage in Luke to say, well, if someone around me is poor, then I need to sell everything I have. I think that's a misuse of the principle of generosity and where is your treasure. And um, and so that has just made me think about, but there, it, he's right in that when we have much, we have a response, we have much responsibility. Right. Well, even, you know, you just said generosity. We even have a responsibility in our generosity. Um, You know, if you have, if your husband makes a certain salary, generosity is an amazing thing. But if you put your family in the poorhouse by giving all your family the nicest of everything. Right. That's right. Also being generous (laughs) is not buying everyone so many Christmas presents that you can't pay your mortgage in January. That's not a... That's not a biblical, that's not generous. That's foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, all that to say, I thought it was interesting. You said, are we crippled by our abundance? Like, mm-hmm. do we have so much that we've now, we don't even know how to use it. Right. Or there's so much that we're frozen into like, there's so many things I could do that you're just like, oh, I yes. don't even know how to move forward and do one thing because yeah. I have 25 options. How do I pick one? And, um, I think that's probably something common. And, you know, I know a couple of weeks ago, 
my advice because I, I can sometimes feel that way where it's like there's so many options that I feel afraid to even do anything because I can't do all of them. And it's like, well, no, this is the time of year where you really ask, like, go back to the foundational principles of like, am I returning my blessing, the blessings God has given me with an increase? Are you right. are you hiding your talent or are you using them and increasing them for the sake of the kingdom? And especially if you're just starting out, let's say you don't have a ton of traditions or whatever in your family and you're trying to build those, just pick one or two things to be really good at. And then in a couple years, those are going to be so under your belt that you can maybe add one or two more things right. just depending. And um, we want to return what God has given us with an increase and think about how we're blessing others with it. And that crippled by abundance idea. Like we need to, we need to cast that aside. There's no reason why you should be. It's an understandable human temptation, right? but it needs to be the kind of temptation that's laid aside because it's, it's believing a lie in some way. I don't know in which way you personally might be believing it. Um, but you don't have to do 25 things. Right. Well, I was going to say, I was going to point to the, like when your physical toil and your physical work kind of decreases, I feel like it's fairly obvious that we've seen an increase in mental toil. <laughs> um, Shoo! <laughs> and I mean, I think obviously who, who was ready? Who was ready for that? <laughs> Were you guys ready for that? I wasn't ready for that. Well, and there's you know there's a a plenty of contributing factors. I'm sure. I think. Uh, Feminism has a little bit of something to do with that. Um, but anyway, the point is we have more free time yep. and less physical work to do. We have machines that do our laundry, cook, light a fire for us, um, whatever. Not if you're We have it. Cheese. You don't have to go pick your food anymore. You don't have to grow your food anymore. You can go down to Target and pick up. My husband was saying this last night as he came home hungry and just like went to the fridge took out some chicken sausage, right. heated it up in a skillet, sat down, and he was like, isn't it amazing that I can just walk to a cold box in my house right. and pull out this delicious food mm -hmm. and immediately heat it and in a matter of minutes just have like some of the best meat? And then when you're done, you put water, it in your dishwasher. Water comes out of your wall. It's amazing. And, and your waste just goes away. It just goes away. Um. But yeah, so I think that we need to uh, evaluate. We do need to evaluate the kinds of physical works that we're doing. And I think by that, I mean, we need to make sure we're not always doing the most convenient, laziest thing. We need to mm -hmm. engage in disciplines. We need to engage in things um, that are, I mean, let's just say a challenge. We need to not just be setting the bar low all the time. Um and that doesn't, like, whatever that means for you, that's, I'm not saying we all need to be theologians. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying um, that if your bar is set at watching seven hours of TikTok every night, let's set the bar higher. Shoot let's, above Let's that. come up with some edifying goals that will feed yourself um, and as well as increase your faithfulness. Um but I also just think we need to be so 
diligent um, in our thought lives. Right. And worshiping God with our minds um, because we have more time. Right. Not that, not that we're worshiping God more than people who had to grow all their own food. Um, and, you know, certainly in a way, a simpler life can be helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of uh, clarifying what's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not telling you to sell all your stuff, but I am, um, I'm saying that what that means is that we need to be studying. We need to be renewing our mind. If we have questions, we need to ask questions um, hus- to your husband, to your pastor, YouTube, <laughs> plenty of sermons out there. <laughs> podcasts, all kinds of things. Uh, Audible, I mean, you know, listening to edifying books, reading, actually reading printed books is so helpful. I mean, so good for your brain. If you want to talk about, I mean, I I think in terms of not wasting the feast, I think one of the easiest things we could all do right now is read more. And not even just our Bibles. Please do read your Bible. And read it more if you're already reading it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But, um, but the easiest thing we can do yep. is read. And yep. you know what? Because of the time you live in, do you know what word I want to use to describe the amount of books we have and the diversity of kinds of books we have and the availability of kinds of books we have? abundant yes (laughs) i want to use that word here yes um so yeah i mean if you're just looking for a place to start reading is so immensely helpful yeah and it's and so immensely helpful um disciplining your mind and renewing your mind are the things that are going to be helpful in a world that won't do those things right they won't discipline their mind Mm -mm. And if you spend all your time consuming or feasting in a way that is out of control, mm-hmm. then you're living like the world and you're wasting right. that abundance. Right. Because it's not always promised to be there. No. We have this unique privilege to be put in a time and a place where there is abundance and there is feasting. Yep. So my encouragement is not just don't waste it because that's not obedient. I mean, that's a good enough reason in and of itself. But my my main secondary point is it will not always be that way. Nope. <laughs> I do think we, I mean, you guys know what we believe in terms of ultimately in the future. Um, but we don't know exactly what, is coming um, between now and then. So I think it's very important. And I almost think, um, you know, I'm just, I'm pretty constantly reminded of good old Murdoch Nisbet (laughs) and how Miss Nisbet Nisbet (laughs) and how without, without his study, without his, and obviously he lived in times of persecution. So I'm not saying he lived in a time of abundance or feasting. Um, but, um, his role was so important that it impacted. Mm -hmm. So, you know what, we may not be going to battle right now. And here's another point. (laughs) Women are not going to battle at all. Mm -mm. 
So if you're listening to the show, more than likely, you're a woman. And that means that your battle will not be a physical one, necessarily. Right. Um, and so it is so important um, that we that we not wait. We, we don't want to wait until abundance is done and over with mm-hmm. to realize all that, that we, we yeah yes and and to look down and be like wow now that i really need to be disciplined and i need to be strong and i need to be wise i'm realizing that all that time all that prep time i was given that abundance of time mm-hmm. i was given is gone right waste was that too intense no no i think it's great <laughs> It's a great reminder. And I don't know. I just something I think about. I'm very convicted about it. It's very easy. We live in a time of abundance. It is easy to atrophy when you have stuff that does everything for you. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to stop working. Well, and that's the thing about atrophy is if you're not actively fighting against it, it happens. It's kind of like you don't drift into holiness. Right. No, you know, lately, isn't this right? Like no organi- no organization actively pulling right is drifting left, right? Like this is true. And doesn't that tell you everything about what it means to be progressive? Anyway, atrophy, um, <laughs> brain atrophy, moral atrophy. Anyway, you, there's no drifting towards these things. Like it takes work. It takes sweat. It takes effort. It takes yep. intentionality. And I think a lot of times just this time of year, it's easy to... It's easy to be overwhelmed and then just decide to throw in the towel. And, you know, God is calling each of us wherever he has us to be faithful. I don't know what that looks like for every person individually, nor do I have to. But I know that you have a special opportunity at this time of year to really go all out and to feast. And I think Christians... We have this weird pietism left over in, and we just, this idea of, oh, if you have nice plates, you're in sin. If you feast, you're in sin. And that's just not true. Like there's a time for mourning and there's a time for feasting. Mm -hmm. And you are not more pious if you choose the former. Right. It's not more pious. It's not more Christian. Right. Um, we are all heading ultimately to the ultimate feast Yeah, and God is throwing, going to be throwing the ultimate feast. It's not going to be meager. It's yeah. It's not going to, it's (laughs) no, like the tape, there's no reason to imagine the table to be just like a dirt ground and we're just like eating with our hands. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. And, and Christ, you know, we are told that the, his bride is adorned, dressed up. Like these things are not, these things are not sinful. I mean, if what you can do with them are, is sinful, right? how you treat them can be sinful, how you worship can be sinful, but, you know, busting out your nice plates and cups and blessing each other over a rich dinner is a beautiful thing to do. I think we should do it more often than we do it. Yeah. That's, uh, that honestly is something that's done regardless of the time Mm -hmm. there are times of great persecution and trial Mm -hmm. where they were still when they could meeting together eating drinking Drinking bread and doing what they could 
Yes. To and we li- bless we each are other. so blessed to live in a time where we can do that all the time. Almost any night of the week. Yeah. Whenever we choose. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's the encouragement. Don't waste the feast. Don't waste this opportunity. I don't care how you do it. I don't care what you do. I just want to encourage you to do it. Yes. To take this opportunity to glorify God by loving your neighbor extremely intentionally. And yes, you can do that in January or March or June. It doesn't matter. Um, there is something, I don't know, there's something so cozy about this time of year. Yes. The the darkness and the little mm-hmm. chillierness. And there's something about it that makes me want to throw a feast. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I can't describe Agreed. it. I And maybe some people don't feel that way. But I just, I'm ready to put my slippers on and turn the record player on and sip something delicious and... The vibes are all there. If we believed in vibes, they would all be there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the Christian version of vibes are, but atmosphere, feeling, spirit. Feeling... Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and stay away from that one. All yeah. right. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail <laughs> at four seven zero four six five. Like how you said, you can leave us a voicemail. Like, am I? Done maybe here? you can, depending on what you, you, you have to say. <laughs> Don't. Please don't call me about the birds. I just don't. I don't want to hear your bird story. There's pigeon people. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I will... Ooh, and I talked about hawks eating pigeons in you this did. episode. And you know there's this pigeon This close people. to Christmas? Joy! <laughs> Rude. Okay. All right. That's it for this week. We'll see y'all next week. Right. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow